It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Thursday, December 17th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist you're ever going to go to. Tell him I told you to call. Make the call right now. 317-849-2933. We're going to do two things on today's show. First of all, we're going to talk to Malcolm Brogdon of the Indiana Pacers. Pacers wrap up the preseason tomorrow night at Bankers Life Fieldhouse against the 76ers. We'll talk to Malcolm in a second. And we're also going to talk about some legislation that was proposed today by two senators who are trying to attack the correct problem in college sports, but their solution is completely wrong. We'll get to that after we talk to Malcolm Brogdon. First of all, to Malcolm. First thing I want to know, Malcolm, is what are your goals for this season? I think this should definitely be a 50-win team. Um, I think we were going to be a 50-win team last year, but at the bare minimum, 50-win for the regular season. Yeah, and, you know, I think we should be peaking at the end of the year. I don't think we should peak early or or mid-season. I think we need to peak towards the end of the regular season. And what do you want to see tomorrow night? Maybe something you didn't see happen in the first two games against the Cavaliers. Uh, Just more continuity, more chemistry. Um, You know, as... As you go on, as we play more together, um, still we're going to have a few guys out. Um, but as we play more together and we, we play at home, I hope that we can continue to play with that energy defensively especially and keep that uh, – just keep applying pressure. How big an adjustment has it been for you guys to play on both ends of the floor in the way that Nate Bjorkren wants you to play? An adjustment. But, you know, as a, uh, you know experienced player, I've been in the league for – few years now and I understand what what a winning culture and a, and a winning um, I guess plan looks like and that's what that's what coach has so um, I'm all in I'm all bought in I love how we play um, I love the pressure we apply on defense uh, the way we're talking how active we are and then you know the the his ATOs are incredible um, his leadership uh, offensive style is, is going to be great for us as well was there a specific moment with Nate where, where you thought, okay, this is a guy who deserves my trust, deserves my loyalty. I want to play for this guy. Uh, yeah, you know, he came down to Atlanta, um, and I think he interviewed Greg Foster for the position, and we also went to lunch. Once I saw his energy, 
and his creativity and his IQ for the game and his understanding of our team and our personnel and what changes we needed to make to our team and organization, I was all bought in before we even hit the floor. Can you elaborate on what you mean by Nate's creativity? Uh, just the way he thinks about the game. It's different. Um, you know, coming from Toronto, you know, everybody comes from the, the uh, pop tree, uh, you know, from Popovich, all the sort of descendants. You have um, uh, Utah Jazz's coach. You have the Milwaukee Bucks coach. You have uh, former Philadelphia 76ers coach. You have all those guys. And he comes from Toronto. He comes from under Nick Nurse. Um, and it's a totally different way of thinking, and I love it. It's fresh. It's, it's, uh, it's refreshing. What has Nate done to build your trust, and then what are you doing on your end to build trust in Nate for you? Uh, you know, I'm in, his, I'm in his office every day. We're talking every day. We're building a relationship on and off the floor. Um, there's trust being built between me and Coach. So, um, right now, it's the process of feeling him out, um, of, of trying to understand and learn what he wants to be on the floor, what he wants from this group, what he wants from me. Um, but as we, you know, as we get into the season, you know, he's going to push that on me. He's going to want me to um, go out and just play and, and um, sort of put his plan into action for the team and talk to these guys and lead them. That's Malcolm Brogdon of the Pacers. They're going to take on the 76ers tomorrow night, 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Indiana. We hope that we're able to hear Kristen Airy and Quinn Buckner bring us the game. I switched from Hulu Live TV to AT&T TV because Hulu Live TV no longer gave clearance to Fox Sports Indiana, and I want to watch Pacers. So I switched, and then I tried to watch the other night, and I couldn't watch the other night because they had Fox Sports Midwest on. I don't like that, and I'm going to get, I'm going to get hot if I don't have Pacers basketball on my TV tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, I am going to get hot, and I'm going to call the AT&T people, and I'm going to demand that there be a fix presented immediately, or I'm going to switch to something else. I'm going to try to take the road, though, not get angry, right, not yell at people, but take the road that leads to a solution to my problem, which is what I'm trying to get, right? I'm not calling people because I'm in need of therapy and I need to yell at somebody. I'm calling to try to correct a problem. I wish that U.S. Senators Cory Booker and Richard Blumenthal were interested in doing the same thing as they try to correct a real problem within college athletics. College athletics, there's a lot of money coming in, and it's going to coaches and administrators, and none's going to the athletes. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with the athletes getting what the athletes get. They get school for free. They are treated exceptionally well. They are fed exceptionally well. They travel first class. They get all kinds of perks for being student athletes at Power Five universities. They enjoy their college experiences. Here are the people who really suffer with college. The people who have no money but are taking on student loans in order to be able to pay for their education. Those are the people who are preyed upon by colleges, not the student athletes. So the problem is, right, coaches and administrators are siphoning off way too much money that comes from media rights deals to the NCAA and to the conferences and then filters down to the universities. There is a lot of money in college athletics. Don't let anybody tell you different. Lots and lots of money pour into this into these universities. All right? The problem isn't the money pouring in. It's where the money goes. All right? Coach K, Nick Saban, 
Those guys make like eight, ten million dollars a year. John Calipari makes millions. Archie Miller makes millions. Chris Mack makes millions. All of these guys make way too much money for doing their job as educators. They should be paid like professors, not like millionaire teachers, not like the figureheads of universities because they know how to recruit and they know how to teach a game of basketball. They are educators at their core, and they should be paid like educators. So here is what the legislation proposes. Some of this is good, some not. Lifetime scholarship, all right, until you get your undergrad degree. I got no problem with that. Uh, Extended medical benefits for kids. Their athletic injuries for the five years after they play, those are taken care of by the university. I got no problem with that. Then you get to the revenue sharing deal. That's no good. Revenue sharing from the colleges to the kids who are playing the sports. I'm not going to call them amateurs. There's no point in calling them amateurs, but they're not professionals either. They are college students playing sports. And if they get it twisted and think that they're athletes who are also going to class once in a while, that's a problem. That's another, that problem needs to be solved too. No doubt about that. That's, that's a problem. But the correction is not to give money to the athletes. That's not what it is. They have a great experience in college. The people who ought to benefit from that money coming in in a torrent to these universities, and and then that instead of giving it to the coaches, giving it to the administrators, it should go to the students and prospective students who have need. So they don't graduate from college owing $200,000 to the government in the form of student loans that they're going to have to pay off over the next 15, 20, 30 years. That's no way to enter life as a professional. So let's take the money and fix it or, or present it to the problem that is the biggest problem within higher education rather than taking people who are already well taken care of and giving them more cash. You've got to take cash away from the administrators and from the coaches. You've got to somehow cause college athletics to become more efficient. Here's what I would do. I would radically reduce the rule book from this thick to this thick. I'd make it really, really simple to follow. And all of a sudden, the compliance departments in athletic departments all across these universities, bye-bye. You don't need to be a lawyer to understand a rule book if the rules are well-crafted. You can be a coach and still understand the rules. You don't need a compliance department, for God's sake, and a compliance director and lieutenants to the compliance director. You don't need all that. So make it more efficient. Strip the, the wealth that is granted to the administrators and the coaches. Apply the money that you save and the money that you profit through having vibrant and successful football and basketball programs, keep the athletes where they are, and use the cash to pay off what would otherwise be predatory student loans for people entering the workplace as professionals with graduates from that university. Can we do that? Does that make sense to anybody? I don't hear anybody talking about that. It's all about the athletes. Oh, the student-athletes, they've got to be paid. They deserve their slice of the pie. Why? Because the coaches are overpaid? Because the coaches are overpaid, what you're going to do 
is create more problems by allowing the athletes to get paid and to uh, utilize or uh, monetize their name, image, and likeness to make more money. This is what you're going to do? This is how you correct this? No. Let's correct an actual problem that exists by applying a solution that is, is garnered from solving the other problem. How about that? Does that make sense to anybody? I, here's the problem is that Cory Booker and Richard Blumenthal are, are bloviates. This is what they are. They just yammer. And they're trying to make headlines within the sports arena and, and get athletes to support their ideology in, in terms of cash and in terms of philosophy and votes and that kind of crap. Can we just get off of this? Can we really look at what the problem is with college sports and, and determine how the correction of that problem can be used to solve a different problem instead of create more problems. Can we do that? We'll talk about it some more. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow. I can't wait for Breakfast with Kent tomorrow. Bright and early, 7 o'clock on Facebook Live. Immediately thereafter on Periscope, which unfortunately is going to be defunct at the end of March. And on Twitter, where the videos like Breakfast with Kent will live on in perpetuity and be generated live forever and ever and ever. Can't wait to talk to you then. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Call Mike O'Neill, 317-849-2933. I get upset about stuff. It's okay. See the, see the big picture, you bunch of knuckleheads. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.